Well, Lord, we want to thank you for bringing us here today. Thank you for uh, your word, and thank you for your Holy Spirit that will guide us and direct us today. And thank you for Pastor Greg for uh, sharing what you have shared with him and being the mouthpiece of, of this study. And so we just pray that we'll glean as much as we can individually, and um, we ask, Lord, that you'll just make us an edifying time. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Derek asked if he could bring up something. But before he does that, his question is around Halloween, which I'll let him ask. What we can very much forget about when people talk about Halloween is that October 31st is a day to celebrate. But it's not a day to celebrate Halloween. It's a day to celebrate something else. In fact, all of us sitting in this room right now would not be sitting in this room if something did not happen 505 years ago on October 31st. Does anybody know what that oh, is? It must be something. Reformation Day. Yeah. Reformation, Reformation Day. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so <laughs> Halloween. We'd be sitting in, would we be in a Catholic church or something? Exactly. That's exactly yeah. what you'd be doing. I'm you'd be like in your garb <laughs> and, you know, yeah. we would be, yeah. So this this would be the um, St. Something's Church of Laguna Beach. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that is something to remember is that October 31st is... Um, is the day that they they have down that Martin Luther went and nailed the 95 Thesis up on the church um, and started, in essence, creating what we have today, which is a whole Protestant Reformation um, that we're all part of with that. So, what was your question, Eric? Well, basically, it's uh, El Dia de los Muertos. That's what the Spanish call it, Day of the Dead. Yeah. And, um, and that's October 31st, too, is that right? Halloween. Is it? Yeah. yeah. And so um, the question is, as Christians, how do we view basically a, a satanic day? And how do we integrate that into our life? And what I struggle with is, is that I always look, I had kids, and so it was... You know, a fun time that everybody just gets dressed up and they go and get candy and all the rest of that. But uh, when you mature as a Christian and you realize that uh, it's a satanic day, basically, and you're participating in a walk with the enemy, um, I just wanted to hear how you guys perceive that whole circumstance. Of course, commercialism has really overtaken the whole thing and it's gotten way out of hand as far as that's concerned. So I just kind of wanted to see. I barred the bottom of my, I put a sign in the bottom of my stairs, no treats. <laughs> Sorry, no treats. Yeah. What about tricks? I haven't had a trick since the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. a lot of churches also, you know, have big goings on to well, I think they do that to keep kids off the, uh, away from trick-or-treating. I mean, mm -hmm. the church I was in in Stockton had a you know, parking lot party. But they invoked Christ first. So. Are you saying how the kids or the adults? Which one are you saying? Because the way I'm looking at this is that, um, you know, we we don't really... Repent unless we know that we need to repent for something. In other words, 
there's got to be a social conscience, right? So, in other words, if if kids are out having fun with costumes, and I'm not defending either side, I'm no, trying no, to understand no. the question. So, if kids are out there having fun, how do they know that a witch is, is something bad? Like a witch is supposedly supposed to be satanical. There's no, we we know there's no such things as witches. So, but how do there they, are? Of course, well, you're talking are. about fortune tellers. That's some. No, I'm um, talking about I'm talking about. Uh, covens that are connected with the satanic church. They okay. are real. Alright, so what I guess what I'm saying, that my, my main point was, is that you have to have a social conscience before you can repent for something. So how do these kids know that? Is it because their parents should have told them that this is a bad day? Um, the way I see it is the kids are participating in something that they don't really know what it's about. And that's a little, that's like your first marijuana cigarette, if you will. Right. So I'd, I'd argue Christmas is actually worse in the sense that most people don't. They're commercial. It's about opening gifts for little kids. That's what yeah. they think. So mm -hmm. the interpretation is there. It's. I mean, I haven't thought about it until you you said. It. I mean, I, I'm not a big Halloween guy, anyways, but. No, I don't think kids are out there with the intention of looking for the devil. And conversely, <laughs> That's for sure. and I don't think the little kids are really thinking about the birth of Christ either. I think that's worse. I think the so, perspective I'm looking at is we as mature Christians understanding the true significance of the day and the evil that's associated with it. You know, how do we... How do we handle that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Once again, I think what John said there. Is that John, right? Is that Brent. 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 Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, you're John. <laughs> I thought we had two Johns. Let's go around. Here we I go. We have two. No, I know everybody's name. No, that's Jones. fine. Let's Where's just do it. Greg. Go ahead. David. David. Chase. Eric. Peter. Chad. John. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Gil two. Gil. Gil one. Gil two. Here. Dale Peters. Tom. Oh, two Toms. That's what it is. Okay. <laughs> hey, John. Right. Okay. So, that's and your name? Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. And so I guess what Brent was saying is, um, and I lost my train of thought. Um, that yeah, we're, I don't think kids are out there looking for that, and I and I, I don't think that I think they're like for me. I've all we always dressed up in our office. We always dressed because we just kind of look forward to it. And I really never looked at the side of like you know Chucky or Halloween or any of those scary movies. I don't think of anything like that. We just like we'll dress up like the Jedi's or you know like something fun because the mm -hmm. kid we, our family just likes to do that. So, and our street used to be really alive with young kids, and so we'd everybody come out and say hi. It doesn't sound like that no more. But, um, so, I guess that's a really tough one, because I never thought of it that way. <clears throat> I know that our really good friend, she's a, um, a Catholic, and when I told her that, I said, um, oh, what are you guys going to do for Halloween? Because I was going to invite them over, and she says, we don't, we don't celebrate that day. Yeah. Anybody else? Anybody else have any thoughts on just 
stand against things. I'm not saying we stand against Halloween. I I just don't celebrate it. But we, we need to be conscious of that everything we're doing is a battle. We're in a battle. And it isn't, it, it isn't a fantasy. It isn't an illusion. You can feel it. You can see it in people's eyes. You need to be tough-minded about it. I, I suppose where I'm coming from is um, if you're in a boat and you're going in a certain direction, a little wave comes and taps the bow and you just get off a half a degree and another little wave comes and taps the bow. Pretty soon, after a while, it's, how did I get here? And I kind of use that as a metaphor that the way we as Christians process Halloween is we placate or minimize the true power of the battle that it really represents. And and the commercialism is kind of like the quicksand that undermines us and sucks us into it because if everybody's doing it and it's just for kids and it's candy and it's just for fun, then um, we're fooling ourselves. Well, you know, I, I completely agree with you. I think you're right on the money. It's, it's just like Halloween to me now. I, I look and you know, walk up and around my neighborhood and stuff, and there's skulls on fence posts and this and that and the other thing, and it's like, oh, it's all in good fun. No, it isn't. It's freaking evil. Yes. And it's gnarly, and I'm just walking through it going, wow, I've got armor on. And now I see it so clearly, and it's unbelievable. You see billboards on, on the 405 that say, Spirit, and it's some skeleton evil thing. Yeah. That spirit? Really? On the 405? Is it bigger than this church? Right? So, no, it's not. It's, and it, and those, they're, it's, Halloween is not a little, a little wave hitting no. the bow. Halloween's like your boat just got swamped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And look at all the other things. Abortion. Yeah. Oh, it's just a thing. It's just a choice. No, it's child sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we can call it something else. You can justify it by social norms. The kids just want to have fun. At what? This is what we're here to do, is to be able to be that light on the hill and say, guys, no, that's just straight evil. Are we going to be okay with that? See, that's... Commercialism minimizes the threat. <clears throat> you know, and we and it's so easy to get sucked into a walk that's oh a little compromise here won't bother, a little compromise here won't bother. Well right. what happens is is that the first time you start making compromises, then your Christian walk goes the wrong direction. How about this? What if I said to you, listen, we're gonna have a day and it's to celebrate death. And demonic presence. <laughs> and the way we're going to celebrate it is by having all the little children show up and give them a piece of candy, which, by the way, is made of just a chunk of death. Yes. <laughs> How about that? Does that sound cool? See, I just... I, I think I said what I said before. Um, if you repent, you repent because you know you're doing something wrong. If you have a social conscience, you know you're doing something wrong. I I'm not saying I'm, I'm for it, but I'm saying 
there are some kids that love to dress up, and they don't dress up with skulls or anything because it's become church. So who do we blame? Do we blame their parents for doing it, or do we blame the kids for doing it? If a, no, if a no, child, no, 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 no. Right here. That's who I blame. Okay. Yourself? Yes! It's my responsibility. Am I going to participate in that or not? Am I going to go to my neighbor and say, you're evil, I'm going to tear your stuff down? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. But I'm going to demonstrate the fact that I just walk right through it. You guys are doing your thing. You're having your thing. I just, uh, you know, I'm not a part of it. Our house does not celebrate that. And we're the only one in the neighborhood that's not doing it. And it's obvious. And when the opportunity presents itself for me to talk to Jesus Christ with them, I do. And they know why we don't celebrate it. And it sticks out like a sore thumb. Okay, would you come to a play if they were doing, they were here in the church, they do several plays here. And don't they do, since when I came here 20 years ago, we used to do plays, uh, or I think Christmas plays, and I, I don't remember the exact ones. We, we, we do, we do. Yeah, so you came to a play here and somebody dressed up and they, and it was, and they so happened to have a weapon in their hand or something, would you think that would be bad? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Would the purpose of the play be to worship evil and demons? If the answer that you give me is yes, I would say I have a major problem with that. Worship is a strong word for Halloween. Yes, it is. No, I don't think so. Yes, no, it is I a strong so. word. We're, we're, not, exactly we're not asking kids to worship yeah. God. I don't know any kids that would that I really don't know, the, unless the ones that are looking at a lot of Chucky movies. Can, like I said, this is kids are the, dressing up like Naratol, or like, or like they're, they're dressing up as their idols. People, and yes, that is a false god. I, I, I get it. I mean, the whole Jewish, the whole Jesus Christ and Jewish thing was always about that, right? You know, pagan gods. But... They're kind of looking at their idols in life, not dressing up. I, I don't see a lot of kids today dressing up as satanical figures. So let's say one kid dresses up as his favorite Naruto uh, figure, uh, somebody that does jutsu. Or maybe he dresses up as a Jedi, or he dresses up as Hercules. T-Rex. <laughs> are, are you saying that that's bad? What I'm saying is Halloween and the idea that somebody like you or me would think, and by the way, I did. My kids did all that. I went trick-or-treating with them. I was, when I was a kid, I, man, Halloween was my favorite deal. I was stoked. Okay? So I participated completely, but that's before I could see clearly. All right? And so... The danger in something like this, culturally, is that you're subjecting your children to something that you aren't even conscious of, and that the masses are not conscious of. We're celebrating something that we don't even know we're celebrating. This, this is the ultimate way that Satan works. Jesus says to you, hey, here I am, you got to come find me. Satan says, you're not going to know I'm there, and I'm coming after you whether you like it or not. Okay? That's my game. Alright? And the less you know I'm there, the better. The more you can sell it to yourself, the better. Because that's the way I work. I will sell it to you, you will buy it, and don't know that you bought me. 
All right? And that's the danger of something like a Halloween, where we go, whoa, 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 it's fun, it's this, it's just this, it's just that. And we justify it all day long. And we play, okay, well, people aren't that bad, or this isn't that bad, and this isn't... Let's just get real. It is that bad, and it is what it is, and there's... It's not gray, it's black, and it's white. And it's black. Okay? So... It's simple. That's an, uh, that is an opinion. Okay. Yeah, it is. That's, it is. What, yeah, that's, that's what he's saying. He's just, he's, and I would he's say, his opinion, and right. I would say not everybody here believes And I'd say like what believe, Brent said, which is a good point, that's exactly what Christmas is too. Right. It's turned it to, right? And Easter. <laughs> and Easter. Yeah. I mean, all these different holidays, it comes down to what are we as Christians going to make of it? And that's really our decisions. Mm-hmm. So what are we going to what are we going to do? Yeah. And we all individually have to make those decisions as to what we're going to do how we're going to deal and with that. We are on a planet where this is going on all the time, regardless of whether we're celebrating it or not. Certainly. And yeah. so we have to be conscious. Conscious of what, who's behind whatever. I mean, we don't go around being paranoid, but we stand with Christ daily, and we keep our eyes on Him, mm-hmm. and we can walk through this stuff, because that's where we are. Right. We've been assigned here to do this. Right. Right on. <laughs> All right, so we will use the, you as the last word. So that was a <laughs> good discussion. Yeah. Well, um, it's a good discussion because it's... It is. It's an, all it is. And I think all of us, I mean, the, the point really, and even bringing it up, is we all should be conscious of it. And we yeah. all should be making, we all should be aware of what decisions we're making, why we're making this. Everyday life. And everything. That's right. And everything that we do. Um, that's why I love your point about the Christmas, because Christmas is... We, we do that with all these different things. We've taken it, we've turned it into yeah. greed and money. And yeah. The focus is not on Christ. We all have the, point, the chance to say, we're going to focus on Him. And the thing about Halloween, it's a, play, it's a time where, obviously, there tends to be more of an intense focus on the demonic, the evil, um, because that's where it sort of came from. But... It's been, as you said, David, it's also been very, very commercialized, too. And it all um, evolved over time. Yeah, it In has. fact, the word hollow means right. hollow. And, and not to bring up, I, I, I won't say anything about this, but did you guys, you all know about South Korea, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, right. That even just adds, sad. <laughs> that even adds, <laughs> more, that even adds that more to this right. discussion Well, they right just had um, thousands of, was it 100,000 people or something like that, <laughs> all together into the square celebrating Halloween. Halloween. And uh, 150 of them died because all of a sudden the crowd just got so, so many people compressed oh, that they just searched. ended up, yeah, they ended up just, it's, it's tragic, including, you know, two yeah. Americans did that, two young kids just doing something they think is innocent and they're dead now. So, yeah. Father? We ask you to be present in this conversation, and we ask you to oversee our points of view. But we ask you, Father, that you would cleanse this out, cleanse out this holiday from our holiday, whatever it is, the celebration. And we ask, Father, you'd be right here in this. In the name of Jesus Christ, we stand with you. And we ask the Holy Spirit be in this room now as we've gone through this discussion and that we would focus back on the Holy Spirit and His teachings for us today. In Christ's name, amen. 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 All right, so, transition. Um, that happy start. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 
real yeah. world. That's good stuff. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a lesson, but good job with discussion. Very good. Let's assume Jason, I'll, I'll, I'll use his and him as an example. Let's assume Jason came in here and told us something that just happened. That he walked in here and he said, you know what? I just witnessed this thing happen. I just saw that this thing happened. Okay. How many of you would believe him? Right off. I know I do. Without qualification, Jason, that's not too bad. (laughs) (laughs) And why would you? Why would you believe what he said? Because we know Jason. Because we know Jason. Okay. We have no reason to doubt what he said. All right. Okay. Trust is earned. He's a proven individual and Uh reliable integrity. Okay. All right. I don't know him that well, but he's smart when I hear him talk. Okay. All right. Good. I could be a really smart liar, though. For someone who... No, no, you don't. You keep your mouth shut. Because... There's only one reason I would trust myself. We're not talking about you trusting yourself right now. So, someone who didn't raise their hand. Why did you not raise your hand? I didn't raise my hand. Okay. Well, yeah, because I, I don't know him. Okay. And that would discern 50% of what he says. You know, okay. I'm not sure. I don't, so how would, you, like, how, how, how would you go about, if he says something, how would you go about knowing whether to believe what I, he said? What stakes are on the Based, on, based on the people here, I probably would look at their expressions and their faces and most of them agree, hey, yeah, okay, I'm sure this happened to you. Uh-huh. Maybe that would influence me to say, okay. Maybe he's okay, so maybe listening maybe to some other people. Right. All right. right. Okay. That's well, only, I'd have to have something tangible, right? Being non-committal when you hear it, but they go out and verify it. Yeah. It's hard to know. It's hard yeah. to know. Yeah. It was an um, interesting yeah. question. Go ahead. Qualify yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, if it's just in passing, I saw, oh, I saw a girl get hit by the crosswalk over there. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. What? Whatever. But, but if, if you're telling me to put my house on the line or my fortune on the line to believe you, there's going to be some betting. I'm not oh. just taking... So it uh-huh. depends on what it is. Okay, great. So great. I know where you're going. Uh-huh. Talk about your 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 soul, your eternity, who you're listening to, and how are you establishing credibility, mm-hmm. which is, I think, what we're talking about. So how would you, if if you weren't sure about that, and it was something you think you wrote, you want, you want to know whether you should believe it or not, because maybe believing whatever he's saying is true can impact you. All right. Whatever that may be, I can't think of an example, but just let's assume that it would. Okay. Um, I think I told you the first time I was here, I'm actually the guy sticking my hands and Thomas. <laughs> You're Thomas. I'm, I'm Thomas. I'm okay. putting my hands in Jesus. Well, we'll get you at the yeah. end of the book. <laughs> we, we get to the end of the book. So, it de- it yeah. depends on what uh-huh. we're talking about. I mean, right. we're talking about, you know, trivial things. Nobody can really question him. Right. But if it's pertinent, you know, relevant stuff. Yeah, something that actually matters. Yeah. Right. Exactly. There's going to be more vetting in there. We're not, I mean. Okay, so how would you go about doing that vetting? So, because I think the Thomas example is a really good one. Okay. He wanted to believe. But so, how would you go about trying to say, is what Jason just said something you should really believe is true or not? Um, that 
happen again? How does it affect me? Do I care? Let's assume. Let's assume you care. How would you go about? What would you go about trying to figure out what he said is actually true or not? Well, I would only knowing him for the three times I've you know seen him here. I would there you know again depending on what it is. You know, you, you have to break down his character. You have to know from the rest of you is is he is he someone that lies a lot, uh, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, just some character vetting. Okay. You ask questions. Right. Yeah. You, okay. Ask questions. What, like, what would you, it's just more of the parameters, like, like what's being, what, what, what is it? What, okay. Some details. All right. Mm-hmm. Like, I think like if he wants to buy a business, uh-huh. I want, and he says, I want to give me a, a, a billion dollars for your business. Yeah. I would just say something reasonable. He's got something he wants to sell you. Yeah. Uh huh. Skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, something that should take a little bit more leap of faith, other than what's in his, you know, his pocket. So how, how do I know you're worthy of your million dollar offer? Right. I mean, do you have the finances? Do you have, you know, third party um, uh, validation with. Uh, credit score, you know, we start there, you know, we're, we're going to break it down to, to, to whatever's going to make me feel confident that we're going to have, we're going to do a deal because reverse that scenario and he's selling you something. He's selling me something. Yeah, mm-hmm. Rather than him buying yours, he's selling you something more. That's, that's a little you're easier. It. Okay. That's an easier. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm selling you something. You're selling you're you're I'm telling you a story that you got to buy or not. Well, like if you were going to buy, if I was going to buy a car from you, you know, I, I would not take your opinion at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I would look at my experience in cars and knowing what I would do my due diligence myself. I wouldn't trust you. I would, I would do my, do my work. Yeah. That's, so, that's um, anybody else? What other yeah. things you guys, I, I think what you're at, I, I'm pretty sure I know where you're going with this. And so, you know, there's a, mm. Everyone's trying to figure me out here. <laughs> <laughs> well, something that I, was, I was looking at today at C.S. Lewis was saying, like, you know, talking about Jesus, and he's, like, actually on the other side going, like, you're either you're either a liar or you're a lunatic, and you also believe you're a poached egg. Mm-hmm. And so when I think of Jason telling me a story, and is he telling it, and I, if I'm witnessing Jesus Christ... I look at the, what does Jesus Christ have to lose? What does Jason have to lose when he's explaining these stories? Okay. Does that make kind of sense? Okay. Sure. Like sure. he's in here and he's, you know, he's telling us a story and he's going like, first of all, he can get in trouble for lying. Maybe he can get in trouble. Maybe he could um, say something that could get everybody in trouble. The church. So I, I, I have a feeling like when Jesus spoke, that he. He basically just didn't care. He just said it like it, like like he said it, like he was going to say it to anybody. Mm-hmm. And he was, you know, you could feel the honesty. I mean, yeah, I never met him, but that's the way I would picture. So, in Jesus's time, how did they go about answering that question to know whether what someone was saying was really true or not? What did they do? Anybody know offhand? Who who it was, what the reputation was, what family they came from, what Witnesses. place they came from, witnesses. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So once yeah. you guys return, yeah. once you guys return to the Bible, so if you got your Bible, bring your Bible to Deuteronomy. 
So Deuteronomy chapter 19. It's like it's early on. Yes, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy. Which one? Deuteronomy chapter 19. Is that in the New Testament? It is the Old Testament. 13? 19. Deuteronomy chapter 19, verse 15. Okay, and uh, in fact, I'll just go and read it. I'm 19 read it. what? 1915. The year you were born. <laughs> <laughs> Let's celebrate. That's right, yeah. That's awesome, man. Never allow eggs in here. You're going to throw eggs in here. All right. No. Um, all right, so 1915. A single witness shall not suffice against a person for any crime or for any wrong in connection with any offense that he has committed. Only on evidence of two witnesses or three witnesses shall a charge be established. If a malicious witness arises to accuse a person of wrongdoing, then both parties to the dispute shall appear before the Lord, before priests and the judges who were in the office in those days. The judges shall inquire diligently, and if the witness is a false witness and has accused his brother falsely, then you shall do to him as he had meant to do to his brothers. So you shall purge the evil from your midst, and the rest shall hear and fear, and shall never again commit any such evil among you. And then you hear this famous saying, Your eye shall not pity, it shall be a life for life, Eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. So, yeah. So when, so in the time of Jesus, and all through the Old Testament time, and in fact, if you look at our court system today, mm-hmm. if someone wants to know whether something's true, whether they're accusing you or someone's testifying to something, is what happened. My wife and I, we love watching 48 Hours and Dateline. That's sort of our favorite things to watch, you know, and it always ends up somehow in a court case. Um, and they're somehow trying to prove, you know, is this person innocent? Is this person guilty? And what are they going to do? They're going to bring in, hopefully, they're going to try to bring in witnesses. All right? Well, that's the same thing that happened during Jesus' time. So what we have in this situation is we have the very Son of God, <laughs> the only fully human, fully man, Jesus Christ incarnate, going around starting to say a bunch of stuff about himself, right? And the Pharisees are coming up to him, and they're saying, <laughs> we don't believe what you're saying. We don't think what you're saying is true. All right. And what they would expect, and what they are looking for, is they want to know, do you have anything, any witnesses to prove these things that you are saying, these things that you are doing, Etc. All right. How do we know that the claims of Jesus are true of what he's saying? All right. And so in this passage we're looking at today in John, this is when Jesus is going to address that question. All right. Um, so I want you guys to turn to John. It's actually a really good one pertinent to today when you hear about how this happens because I mean we're all doing this. We're all making assumptions very quickly. What's true? What's not? <laughs> How do we know whether, you know, this is true? We just saw this on our social media feed. All right? Did it really happen? 
Uh, I mean, you guys all know we're like in the midst of all that whole thing of what is true. Um, so, uh, John, so page 30. And who would like to read? I want to read starting at verse 31 and go down to 47. Um, and again, as we do this, let's just, first of all, we'll just read it all the way through. And just without me asking any pointed questions, just see if there's anything that, again, that sticks out to you here as you're just reading this whole section. Okay. Anything at all, we'll go through and read it. So who wants to read 31 through the end of chapter 5, 47? I'll read it. All right. Go ahead, if I alone bear witness about myself, my testimony is not true. There is another who bears witness about me, and I know that the testimony that he bears about me is true. You sent to John, and he has borne witness to the truth. Not that the testimony that I receive is from man, but I say these things so that you may be saved. He was a burning and shining lamp, and you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. But the testimony that I have is greater than that of John. For the works that the Father has given me to accomplish, the very works that I am doing, bear witness about me that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me has himself borne witness about me. His voice you have never heard, his form you have never seen, and you do not have his word abiding in you. For you do not believe the one whom he has sent. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. I do not receive glory from people, but I know that you do not have the love of God within you. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, you will receive him. How can you believe then, or how can you believe when you receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one who accuses you, Moses, on whom you have set your hope. For if you believed in Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. But if you do not believe his writings, how do you believe my words? Is he speaking to the Pharisees? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Pharisees, you could say generically, the religious leaders. That's why, and remember when we're reading John, most of the time when you see the word Jews... He's referring not to the common Jew. Mm -hmm. He's referring to the religious leaders. Pharisees, the Sanhedrin, anybody who's in any form of religious leadership. It's a good question. Yeah, so that's who he's talking to. Yeah. So, when you guys just hear this right now, anything that just, like, stands out for you, sticks out for you? For the works that the Father has given me to accomplish, uh -huh. the very works that I am doing bear witness about me and the Father who has sent me. Uh-huh. What is, what's, what's... And the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, he, God is my witness. Yeah, the proof so, is in the pudding. That's good. That's good. Uh-huh. And he's addressing the question of witnesses. Uh-huh. Right. 41, or 31, if I alone bear witness about myself, my testimony is not true. There is another who bears witness about me. So he, he, he pulls up John the Baptist, his works, and the Father. 
In scripture, he says the scriptures, they bear witness about them. Right, very good. There's four. So, as what Brent said, there is verse 31 is really, he's really, this is, he's in a sense answering the Pharisee's claim by stating it. If I alone bear witness about myself, my testimony is not true. He's basically just playing his cards and saying, you guys are right. If I have no one that's going to bear witness for me, then you really shouldn't believe me. And then he goes, okay, but, (laughs) then he goes on, okay. Anything else that anybody, just before we look at specifically the witnesses, anything else that you guys, in hearing this, anything stick out to you? One one thing I noticed that I don't know if I've ever noticed is um, in verse 37, like the second part of 37, it says, his voice you have never heard, his form you have never seen. Yeah. Which is very, that's heavy. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, they only hear their own voices. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and what's, what's radical also about that is that what he says, you know, up above here is the fact that he is given charge to judge. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that just seems to stick out out of the whole thing yeah. is um, he's always talking about the witness and bearing and the scriptures bearing witness and is I say these things that you may be saved. Mm. Where, which, where, where's the passage is that? Um, That's 31, I think. 34. 34. Oh, that's it, good. Okay, yeah. It's uh-huh. almost as if it's kind of pulled out as a separate, but everything else seem to have the same... Yeah. I actually but now, so. is, he, is he saying... Why am I saying say, this? Yeah. Why, it, saved. Saved? Saved? Saved from what? Saved to, to what? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But that's kind of an interesting... Mm-hmm. You probably asked that if you're the Pharisee, right? Were you saying I got another one. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. They may have thought they were saved. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. 30, uh, verse 35, He was a burning and shining lamp, and you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. That means you were in awe, and then you become complacent. Yeah. And the fact that it, ca- it calls him a lamp. Yeah. Speaking of John the Baptist. Yeah, that's John the Baptist, Correct. right. But he's, he's, he, and I'm going to probably say Moses as well can be a lamp. They were, mm-hmm. they were not the light. They were, they were people preaching about the light. Right. Very good. Very good. But, you know, yeah. The lamp The lamp needs... He was a vessel. It, it, it's, yeah. Yes. yes. It yeah. needs oil and fire. Yeah. Very good. Very good so way. I don't yeah. know if, if that, to me, I don't know if John the Baptist is, a, is in that instance a witness, per se. Well, he is because he's the one that came before I me mean, earlier. He's obviously the one that introduced Christ, right? Right. Um, and so... He but was he, the one who, yeah. I guess what I'm saying is, is what's his legitimacy? I mean, well, other, other right. than the fact that, well, he he at one point Jesus asked him, Jesus asked the Pharisees, they asked him a question. He said, "Well, I'll answer your question if you answer my question." John's ministry, where where was it from? Was it from heaven or was it from mm, you right. know from a man? <laughs> and then they huddled up and said, "Well, everybody knows he was a prophet." Everybody knows if we say he wasn't, then the mob will attack us. 
everybody knows he was he was a prophet. Everybody knows he's legitimate. But if we say that he was, then he'll say, "Why didn't you listen to him about me?" And then um, so they go, "Okay, no, we'll do. We'll say we don't know." So then you know. But basically, in that story, it says everybody knew John was a prophet and was legitimate. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he was showing that lamp. They were seeing that. They were seeing the effect of it. They were seeing how these people would be baptized for repentance. But as you just were reading, he was a burning and shiny lamp. <laughs> they rejoiced for a for while. A while. <laughs> they were over it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and then he got his thinking. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a double whammy here uh-huh. in uh, 39. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you'll have eternal life. <laughs> and then he goes on, and it is they that bear witness about me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how does that first part serving you? <laughs> <laughs> and what does it really say? It, it The prophets talked about me. Yeah. And there's more proof. I think what stands out to me about like the whole thing is it's just, it's just like all ironic. Like, they're like so they're so close like it's right there and like they have this idea of like almost like this intelligence or how good they are as a Jew and you know like the person who they spend the majority of their time studying his writings Moses is like condemning them because the thing that Moses is pointing to is right there and they're not they're not listening to it but like it seems like such a real world or not even seems just like it is such a real world thing of like we could slip into that so easily of like looking at our walk as this intelligence, uh, like an intelligence aspect or how much we're doing mm-hmm. and just totally being blinded to what's actually right there. Yeah. Like acting like it's something so far that we have to reach out for, but really it's just work deciding to close our eyes and not look at it. Yeah. This is, last week we talked about wisdom and knowledge. Uh-huh. The Pharisees have much knowledge in scripture. Right. They lack the wisdom. And that's right, that's right there. That's, that's what right. it says. That's exactly what I put it. Yeah. And they knew the scriptures. I mean, they, mm-hmm. as many think, they actually, which is unbelievable to me, they had the old, entire Old Testament memorized some of them. But they thought so that they that's how they're going to get to right, heaven. Right, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And by following it. Correct. By following what it said. Yeah, very good. Anybody else? Um, anything you've seen? The thing that comes up to me is uh, the, a term that we use. Uh-huh. Like father, like son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that he's he's claiming to be the son of God, mm-hmm. you know. So the things I do, I'm like my father. Yeah. So yeah. And so did David Koresh. <laughs> what was that? So so uh, what I'm I guess what what I'm saying is, is so did people like David Koresh and oh, Jim yeah. Jones yeah. and yeah. so yeah. forth. Yeah. But it almost, but he kind of, you know, we talked about this before. He almost kind of does it in a way where he doesn't want the accolades. He's very humble in the way he goes about it, and it's just to your point when you when you're in the presence of Jesus. I think you, you've, I think there was something that made you want to lean in and listen. Just just the way he talked, just the certain. Um, nuance, the way, just whatever. There's just things, and we all can feel it. There's some, when you're talking with somebody, there's a connection there. I think that was probably the way he was. So internally within him, 
impressed upon everybody else. Searching here, his accuracies, I guess. And yeah, no, and I think I mean go back to our famous Nicodemus, right? What caused Nicodemus to be to want to go and talk to Jesus that night was because he's seen and hearing something that is there's there's something different here about this guy. Um, yeah, yeah. I I just pulled from everything from thirty eight down. I just the. So, right, that what you just said is is like the, one of those those sort of really slippery, hard to grasp sort of things. But that's exactly right. And of course, the world is going to say this guy's trying to work an angle, right? Because that's the way they think. So he clearly wants to become king or or the whatever leader that are all. So those guys are all trying to head him off. Yet, at the same time, there's something that he's saying that mm-hmm. moves between all of that, right? Mm-hmm. So when he says something like, um, you know, um, but you not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? So when I read these things, I, I'm, I automatically I kind of pull out, what is he telling us to do in each one of these things? What's the action item in all these? So if we pull out the condemnation... Right or the or the here's your problem right is have his word abiding in you believe the one whom he has sent the scriptures it is they that bear witness about me come to me that you may have life have the love of God within you seek the glory that comes from the only God believe my words it's just that's all woven in there. Mm-hmm. And that can't help but penetrate deep within the it's soul. Certainly, it certainly got that impression. You would think so. But I've got a couple of questions. Uh-huh. The thing you, in the Deuteronomy you, you read a while ago, it's a two-witness. Right, two with three. And we're, we're, and we're talking about John here only, right? Well, no, we're not, actually. Who are we? I mean, he's the witness. Who's the second witness? Well, okay. Well... First so can we let's just take let's take your first question. Will you not forget your other ones? Because that's okay. a okay. big question that might get to the other ones. Yeah. So let's take no, your first hold one. The second one. Hold the second one because let's see if this this one answers that. Never. All right. He needs to be working up. Are they wowie brownies? They're my wife's. So you guys did you guys hear his question? Okay. So here's my here's my question. It said in Deuteronomy. You can't just, and Jesus, Jesus says you can't just do it on well witness, right? That's just right. myself, you can't do it. You need at least two to three. My question to you is, how many witnesses is Jesus presenting to his case here? Well, we know John for sure. Okay, so let's count them, okay? So let's, I want to see, well, let's, let's, let's go through, okay? So who are the witnesses? God. John. Well, okay, well, God's yeah. witness because they, they haven't Amen. heard his word. Okay. <laughs> Alright, someone can keep track to me here. Okay. Alright, so, what did you say? God. God, which is who? The Father. The Father. Okay, so just always clarify here, specifically here I clarify that because we will use the word generically God, but here specifically the train of the mm-hmm. Father. Okay, so do you guys agree with that? Where does it say that the Father is one of the witnesses? 37. 30, 37. Yeah. Okay. Very good. The Father who sent me. Thirty-seven. Himself, All right. Witness to me. 
Um, do you see another place? Wait, wait, wait a second. Oh, no, wait, wait. wait a second. Yeah. Who said the Father sent me? Jesus, right? Right. So he's always so hearsay. Well, no, no. What Jesus is saying, for you, <laughs> what Jesus is saying is, here are the people who bear witness about me. All right. Okay. So, without trying to argue who those, whether they do or not, for a second, yeah, let's okay. just figure out who it's, those oh, are. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got your point. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, 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 so the, father. the father, and you guys see that. So, verse thirty-seven. Everyone agree. Verse he's thirty-seven. A he's a potential witness. Yeah. And the Father who sent me has himself borne witness about me. Right? That's about as direct as you can get, yes. right? Okay. So the Father. He also says in verse 32, there's another who bears witness about me. He's actually referring, alluding to the Father. He's going to tell us in a second. And I know that the testimony that he bears about me is true. Now that's going to be the Father too. All right? So you start the Holy he, Spirit. It's the Father. It's not the I Holy Spirit's the Father. I, I always the Holy Spirit's that. really not a witness here, because we don't have him. No, He's not talking about it here. Okay? Um, <laughs> all right, so we have the Father. <laughs> One down. Who else? 36, but the testimony that I have is greater than that of John. Well, 33, you said John. 33. Okay. Well, 33 John and 36. All right, so which, who are we talking about now? John. John, John. John and okay. and John his, and his, his doings. Oh. Okay, hold on, hold on. So we got the Father, we got John the Baptist, we got two now. Okay, now tell me, is it who, what's next? 36. 36. And 36, um... For the works that the Father has given me. Okay, so what is, works so works is also a witness. Do you guys see that? No. All right, so he, he's saying that his second, works second are a witness to who he is. Who he is. Really important, okay? All right, so we got we got three now. <laughs> Father, John the Baptist, the works that Jesus does. These are the ways of, if I had to go to a court of law, you could see it. You know, you could be up there and say, hey, here's here it is, right? That's circumstantial. Okay. Yeah. Who else? The scripture. Very good. The scripture, where, where do you see that? 39. 39. 39. 39. Okay, fantastic. 39. You, you search the scriptures because you think that they give you eternal life. Oh, no, that's not what they're here for. <laughs> One of the reasons they're here is they bear witness about me. All right, we've got four. Are there any other ones? 46. Moses. Excellent. <laughs> Good. They want you guys to Everyone was thinking four. There's actually five. Mm-hmm. So Moses. Okay. All right. Do you see that, David? Yeah. Right. You answered the question. Yep. Yeah. So all he's he, he only needed to present two. <laughs> he just presented five. All right. Um, what is unique here in those five? What stands out is the sort of odd man out. The works. The works. Very good, Chase. Yeah, the works. So the works, this is something that's really important. Like, we're, again, we're reading through like, Chase's part. We're reading through the Bible recap and um, reading through the Old Testament. Part of our, we have a group in our church who's reading through the New Testament right now. We're reading all the way through the Gospels. And that's where I talk about all the stuff with the demon, possession, and all that type of stuff that's going on. But what you have as you're reading about Jesus in the Gospels is you're seeing over and over again that he is doing something, a work, for the purpose of showing that he is the Son of God, he is the Messiah. 
So when he heals the blind man, the scriptures would say it's only it's only the Messiah. They believed only the Messiah they could ever heal a blind man from birth. So that work becomes a witness to say, <laughs> you no one else would have been able to do that. I wouldn't call it a witness. I'd call it evidence. Well, That's and here is sort of the same, difference. somewhat well, similar, right? Well, in a, in, a, in a real trial, you got a witness, two witnesses, and you nail the guy, okay? But then you build a circumstantial case where you have no witnesses, and you still can get a verdict. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but that the, was my second question. The funny is thing some, is, is, is there good. some circumstantial evidence in here, and is the works? Yeah, but the, but but the, if you really were building a trial case, what you would do is you'd go to the blind man, you go to the woman at the well, you go to all these things, and you have fifty witnesses. The woman at the well. That's yeah, what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, good point. No, that and, and everybody in the city. So in a sense, almost Jesus becomes a his witness. work becomes a witness. To prove that I did do this thing, yeah, right? That's right. Yeah. But everybody who everybody who witnesses the works becomes a witness. <laughs> right. <laughs> everyone right. who <laughs> so everyone say, is, is, is the other John a witness too? Yeah. Is that right? Who's who's writing this? Well, John, but he's not being Jesus isn't calling him out as a witness right here. We do find out. That's a good point. We do find out later on in the scriptures, and I have that. Um, in fact, John himself, good, good question. Did John himself ends yes. ends the book of John, the Gospel of John, the guy who wrote to John, ends saying, now these are the last words. This is, almost last word. this is the disciple <laughs> who is bearing witness about these things. <laughs> so... John, who wrote John, is ultimately also a witness to these things happening. That's that's a part of where when someone says, well, do you really believe what the Bible says? I mean, we're just taking Jesus alone. There's just so much evidence and so many people and so many things that he did that bear, bear this witness. Um, so... Yeah. I just, I just came, I'm sorry. It just uh-huh. came up to me. Why... It's, Nicodemus wasn't a Pharisee. He was a Pharisee. He was. Yes. yes. So, but he wasn't a high priest, correct? He like, was one no. that he was like one of the leaders he, of the Pharisees. Not, there's no, because there's only one high priest. Yeah. Okay. There's so my one. point is, is that you know, I I, I, I see him talking, and, and you know, I'm going to a Hollywood representation. There's four guys in front of me. It's just you, you wonder why he never did anything in front of those guys to to. to Validation. He, well, he, he, he did. The, the, he the, did. Yeah, those guys were witness to most all of us. He could have said, "You guys are witnesses. You've seen my works." So that's were, why he could use the, the works because they all knew they happened. That's what right. we're trying to kill. But what you're seeing is a good question because what you're seeing is at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, he's really not doing those in front of the Pharisees and stuff. He's doing them from like even the wedding. He's doing them in front of common people. Why? Because if he did it too much immediately with the Pharisees. The religious leaders, <laughs> they would have like tried to get or hang at the sky sooner than later. It's not yet my time. You know, yeah, it's not mm-hmm. yet my time. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. He kind of points out their uh, Achilles' heel here in forty-four. How can you believe when you receive glory from one another? Yeah. Exactly. So the, the great, great point. I was just going to say that he he really makes a point of saying I don't receive glory from man. But you do. And, by the way, all these works that I'm doing, I'm not doing these things to glorify myself. These are all, I'm, he says it like three times, 
really in a short little window here that the Father sent me to do these things. The work that I'm doing that the Father sent me to do. The Father sent me to do this work. Right. Right? I'm not doing it on my own accord or for my glory. I'm a representative, but you guys are standing and putting yourself up. Of course. Yeah. So do you remember your second question? <laughs> no, it, it was part of the works. Circumstantial. Okay. I yeah. consider that like a circumstantial evidence or witness. Right, right. And I was, was referring to the woman as well, you know, because that's, you could write all those people based on what he had done. Yeah, yeah. So. But the works become obviously a big part of this. Done. It becomes also a big part. I think it says it this the way. Let's see what it says. It says, but the testimony that I have is greater than that of John. For the works that the, so the works now get tied that he's doing, get tied back to the Father, which is, is interesting. Okay, because he says, mm-hmm. for the works that the Father has given me to accomplish, the very works that I am doing bear witness about me that the Father has sent me. So he's also showing through his works. Because, again, those works are things that only the Messiah would ever have been able to do. So when he does it, he's saying, I am the fulfillment of this Old Testament scripture that is written about it. I'm doing these things that prove who I really am. And by me doing them, it also then proves by default that I have been sent by the Father, and it's the Father who told me to do them. <laughs> he just is brilliant. Yeah, you know, and so it's again, the all this, you weren't here for Isaiah, right? But, I mean, it is just, it is just hammered to death. The concept that I'm going to send this guy, this is what he's going to do, I mean, it's just yeah. to the letter, right? If I were writing a synopsis of that verse, it was certainly a bit like clear. <laughs> The way I was right. Witness number one. Here it is. <laughs> yeah. Witness number right. two. Here it is. Right. It's this buried thing. You got to. Re- That's why I asked the question because I didn't get it. Yeah. And one Which last time. Good. That's why we're here. One <laughs> last time. Uh huh. Give me how the father's a witness. If they if they say in here, you've never seen him. You've never heard his word. Okay. He's a witness. If he yeah. he would witness to them if they could hear him. Say again. He would witness to them if he could if they could hear him. Right, God is real. He's a person. He bears witness about Jesus. If, if, if they could communicate with the Father, which He can communicate with the Father, and um, you know, but, yeah, then, then, then yeah. they would know. and he's he's world. omnipresent anyway. So just logically speaking, like He was there. Yep. Well, maybe I'm caught in today's world, but in, in a court of law today, that would be hearsay. Right. The, okay. what, well, the, when he says "heard," you've never heard. Or, or, so the the word "heard", heard is an is an is not simply uh, it's it's an action item. You, it's a it's a larger word in Hebrew, right? So it's speaking to the idea that you you've you've not t- you've never accepted that word and lived accordingly. You've never lived in a relationship yeah, I, I with the that. Father. I got yeah. that. So let me try to put it, this is a good test, let me try to put it into the court situation. Okay. He's, I'm going to sort of make this up as I go along. So who, he, who is he placing himself in, who's, in, who's the, the person bringing him into court? It's the Pharisees, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. So the ones who are making the charge against him is the one he's also trying to talk back to, to mm-hmm. right? So he is telling the Pharisees that... You, Pharisees, you 
your entire world and you live by one truth. That truth is found where? In the scripture. Which is in the law. The law, the Old Testament, especially the first five books of Moses. Okay? If you're a Pharisee, you would have believed pretty much the all you would take all the five all the books of the Old Testament as your sort of truth. If you're a sin, if you're the Sadducee, I'll get this right, they pretty much only focus on the first five books, okay, as the real stuff. So you're a Pharisee, so let's just take the first five books. The first five books is what I mean, that is them. They're they're in, that's it says right there. It's that's not only law. just their law, it's the way they have life. It says it why he says about scripture, because you think that you in them you have eternal life. For the Pharisees, everything is about those first five books of Moses. And it's about Moses. They, in essence, look at Moses as we would look at Jesus today. Okay? Okay. Moses there's a prophet. So when we say, how is it that he's pointing to the Father? Jesus is saying, look, you guys have never seen or heard the Father. Okay? Which mm-hmm. they haven't. All right. And Jesus is actually claiming that he is the only he is the Son. The Son who shows and speaks for the Father. All right. Mm-hmm. But how can he do that? Well, what the Pharisees are what he's doing with the Pharisees is saying, You go back to your scriptures. <laughs> and guess what? Those scriptures are what to you reveal who the Father is that you follow. Guess what? <laughs> I'm telling you that those scriptures are really about me. Alright. And so he's trying to prove he's trying to go back and say, You guys don't have life in those scriptures. Alright. This this ultimately was about me. He's trying to take them back and make a case. I mean, he's he's making a case here we get him hung. Yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah. think about it. He's, he's literally saying, I am the one that the the Father is revealing even in these scriptures. Yeah, I'm not sure how well I explain that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so here's here's another thought. So John the Baptist was a witness, right? Yeah. But who who really knows where Jesus came from? It's really Jesus and the Father. They know. Who told John the Baptist? Who who told John the Baptist? How did John the Baptist know? Spirit of God. That's another question. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, the Father, which which was it? Yeah. So it could have been the Father. So so John the Baptist knew the Father, heard the Father, and the Father bore witness to John the Baptist. John the Baptist bore witness of Jesus as a witness because he heard from the Father. So they had the ability to hear from the Father as well if they could. But John definitely, John, I think John did. And so... Um, There's two witnesses that, that are saying that, okay. Well, Jesus and John. And the, 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 the Jews, the religious leaders and the, the Jews, they, they have been constantly rebelling in Isaiah. The, with, with Isaiah's first order to do is to tell the people, once he had become a true full-born prophet, to go tell these people that they're not going to be able to see, hear, or understand unless they turn and be healed, unless they repent, unless they recognize the fact that they're rebellious and they come back to me, which is what John the Baptist did 
And that's why he was able to hear. Okay, and that's what all the prophets did. That's why they got to be prophets. Okay, so... And how did the prophets... What was unique about the prophets? It goes back to what you just said. But, so, a prophet... What was unique in the Old Testament about prophets? They heard directly they heard from, 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 from God. God. Yeah, right. did you guys hear that? They, they were they, always, always right. Yeah, they were they always right. right. Because if they weren't, we wouldn't know their name because yeah. they would have been yeah, okay. Eventually they were always right in that. Yeah. Still was <laughs> That's yeah, why, did. so John is, John the Baptist is the last of that line of prophets. And in fact, what's interesting is in Hebrews, it opens. Did the Pharisees accept John as a prophet? Well, I think they did. They and that's did. part of what we just yeah, said there. Yeah. And, and right. in, the, in the verse I also noticed, it says in verse 33, it says, you sent to John, meaning you sent to John oh, to inquire good. about this, and he bore witness to the truth. So you sent somebody specifically to John to ask him about this, and he told you. And you, you believed he was a truth. Yeah. yeah, and you didn't believe him even though you know he's a prophet. Everybody does. Yeah. And, so and, they, and they, admitted, they admitted as much. Yeah. So in Hebrews 1... It sort of shows that we are literally, in fact, I, almost really in this passage, we are having a shift, uh, like a chasm that is taking place right here at this time when Jesus is saying this. Because in Hebrews 1, it says, Long ago, and many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. prophets. Mm -hmm. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. And you see Jesus is doing that right here. It's like... The line is now cut. Okay, now no longer does God speak to you through the prophets anymore and Moses. He now is going to be speaking through His Son. It's like just a chasm. Did, did you did you cover last week? Um, I'm I'm sorry, I didn't hear the the deal. Did you cover um, uh, the verses before? Yeah. Um, so much writing on you can't read what the number is. Uh, 25, 26. Yeah, we talked about life. For as the Father yep. has life in himself. That's what I was thinking about you. You weren't here. I did this whole thing because you were talking about life the week before. I already had some prayer for him before I played that song. Yeah. Just because it was Isaiah. I told oh. you I was going to do it two weeks oh. before and I had it ready for you. Oh, man. And then I'm you sorry. Then you, then, you, <laughs> then you and I went out to breakfast and we were talking, I mean, right. lunch, and we were talking about, all about life. So I had this whole lesson. I showed them how life is everywhere in that passage and you don't show up tonight. You need to be a better witness. <laughs> but, but did you? What you're, what you're saying right now, though, it plays so in, into to that. He has what what he says there, though, is so radical. Oh, it is right. He has granted the Son yes. also to have, have life, life in Himself. And then we are given life through that, his son. That's right. But right. What, what, what he's saying there, right? You covered all that? Everything. Okay. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. okay. Having life in himself is an attribute of God. That, that's right. Yeah. But he has been granted, as God is sovereign unto himself, Yeah. so is Christ. That would have made the Pharisees' heads fall off. Right? And then he, then he goes into, oh, so what he's saying right there is, you want a court case? Let's go. 
Okay, let's build a case. Okay. I just want to do it in my mind. I guess if I keep it simple stupid, I'm sitting on the Pharisees' jury, mm-hmm. and not number one, I'm gonna I'm gonna believe John because all the Pharisees believed John, they knew the prophets, they knew who would lie, but yeah. he said so this one witness. Uh-huh. The second thing I would look at is his works. Yep. Very good. Okay. When I look at the Father, I never heard him before, I never saw him before. You know, I know if he comes to him, so those two things right there would convince me. Yeah. I wouldn't have to have the Father, or I wouldn't have to have any other witnesses. That's right. Those two mm-hmm. things. And by and by default, actually, you do have a third. And the third is the Scriptures. Yes. Because those all come from the Scriptures. So the fact that John is the prophet, and is in the line of prophets, that ultimately comes from the Scriptures, the Old Testament. That's right. Okay. So... And the works that Jesus is doing to say that I am the Son of God is also coming ultimately from their scriptures. From his works, and he says who he is, is further evidence. Yeah. Right. But so it's almost, the ir- it's almost the irony, if you think about it, the Pharisees are, Jesus is telling them, all these things you say are true, all point to me, but you don't want to believe me. <laughs> I right? guess I'm, this is a weird extrapolation, but I'm going to extrapolate Eric's Halloween thing. The Pharisees, the Pharisees have trick-or-treated themselves out of their own innate of course. Um, they told them so, right. Uh, uh, honesty, their naive, not, not naivety, but their inner... Well, it sounds right here, their inner des- desire to seek their own glory. That's right. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. And, I, just, and, I just brought your your thing. In the, in the, uh, that's right. And the thing that they because because uh, I I know you just did that right in front of my face, but I believe the scripture. Okay, cool. Then let's look at the scripture. Right. So that's where the scripture is so critical to them because that's what he's putting me in point. You look to this for eternal life. Well, if that's true, then why don't you actually look at it? Because it'll well, tell you everything you need to know. Right. The Pharisees believe the first five books. That was yes. the law. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I got, and, I got that. Right, and so Moses, and so, sort of wrapping this up here, um, if you look at 46 and 47, it's sort of just, to me, it's like, this is what puts a nail in the coffin, in essence. Because, watch what Jesus does, he's, I mean, he is brilliant. Because he says, watch, I mean, think about math, or think about logic, you know, A plus B, you know. Anyway, you Doesn't necessarily equal C. Yeah, okay, so here it is. For if you believed Moses... You would believe me. There's the first statement, okay? Right. So if you believe Moses, you would believe me. Now, obviously, he's saying you're not believing me. So he's actually wanting to say you don't believe Moses. Yeah. Okay? Which is then saying, oh, my gosh, no, because Moses is our life. I mean, that's who we believe. But then he says, but if you do not believe his writings, the writings of Moses, which is their entire core scripture, how will you believe my words? But their, so he's their scripture said the Savior's coming. Yeah. Jesus, right? Well, but, well, like in Isaiah, like we went through Isaiah, you look. Isaiah is just one example. Yeah, okay. You just see so many places, and Jesus is just telling them, "I've been here. I've been this. Oh, yeah. You guys have. You missed it. You really did. Ultimately, miss it." Okay. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I won't throw us off track or anything, Thomas, but I just, um, 
because I, from my own knowledge, I'm a little naive. So I don't, I've read through the Old Testament a couple times, and I understand the prophecy. But what I think they're saying, I'm pretty sure I know what they're saying about, you know, they're telling them if you, if you believe in what Moses wrote. So is it true, because I know this is a dumb question, but did, was most of the Old Testament, who, who wrote that? We, most of the Old Moses Testament, wrote, we actually Moses do not. Moses, wrote the Moses, we believe, wrote most of, I'm going to say just most, because the one thing that's debated is the end of, I think it's Deuteronomy, where it tells about the death of Moses, so did he write about the death of himself? So he's a little controversial there, but anyway, the first five books of, of Torah is attributed to Moses as an author. Pretty much the rest of the books, we do not have authors for and so we just don't know. I mean, look, we don't know who wrote First and Second Samuel. Samuel didn't write First and Second Samuel, okay, right. most likely, um, because also it tells the story of his death. So we don't really know who some of these actual authors are at different places. The prophets, we do know. Like, these are the prophets, and they were written down, but who wrote down Isaiah? As we There's know, a few where it's pretty it's certain, like yeah. Daniel. Right, Daniel, Daniel. Isaiah, we know he... Probably had disciples who wrote it down. Mm -hmm. um, it said he says that actually in Isaiah. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so, so like, what yeah. you, so pretty much this thing answers itself. Yeah, he's just saying he's going back at him, saying, "Look, you know, the mindset the guy, of the Pharisees the guy that you believe in, right? He's, he's the mindset of the Pharisees is the Torah, the first five books, right. that that is our foundation, and Moses is our prophet. He is the one we follow. He is it. Okay." Um, and Jesus is just coming and saying, yeah, you're right. But guess what? He talked about me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I did yeah. everything. Okay. Yeah, so. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, questions. Okay, so here's the John actually uh -huh. name Jesus? Like, give him the name? Yeah, I know, but it's an angel gave Mary. See you later, Chase. Thank you. Chase. Yeah. Um, G you guys yeah. can help yeah. Okay. Who named Jesus? It was actually an angel, I think, who told, yeah. told Mary. Mary that his name was Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I know. I heard that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Which, do you know what the name Jesus means? Yeah, it, the saints. Um, it means, uh, it's, it's. Yeah, it's actually it's Joshua, which right. is Jeho Jehoshua, which is Yahweh is Say. salvation. Is that the right. yeah, there you go. Yeah. So like Yeah. Yeah. God is salvation. Yeah. Yahweh is salvation. Yeah. Uh, what a fitting name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alright, so shifting just a little bit, here's a question for you guys, based on what we just went through. So we are disciples of this Jesus, okay? How do we bear witness? If I was to ask the question, who are we to bear witness of? I'm assuming all of you would answer the question. Who are we, who are we to bear witness for? Jesus. Jesus, okay. Right answer. Okay. Come a long way. But no, seriously, what? Who are we witness? Who are we to be witnesses of? Jesus. They're witness of Christ. Okay, Jesus. Christ. Jesus. Okay, I mean that. Our faith is that's what we do. We are to be ones who bear witness 
to Christ. In fact, if I go back in, in John, we're going to see it later on. He's going to take all these things, so many of these things that the Father with the Son, and he's going to say, now you are the one who's following Jesus. Mm-hmm. The Apostle Paul says it perfectly when he says, follow me as I follow Christ. All right? So we are ones who are to bear the witness of Christ. We just saw in here the different ways in which Jesus bared his witness, who his witness is. What is our witness? How do we bear witness to Jesus? We don't hand out candy on Halloween. Unless there's Bible tracks. Unless there's Bible tracks. Halloween is every day in this world. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to go, how would people, as if we were putting ourselves in position of Jesus. No. So I'm not you put in position of Jesus. But I'm you saying, know what I'm saying. Like, how, how, would, yeah. how would... Right. Yeah. So someone comes up to us, and they look at our lives, all right? <laughs> and they're going to look like, they, like the Pharisees were asking of Jesus, show me that you're the Son of God. And Jesus says, here, let me show you all the different ways that bear, all the people who bear witness to me, the Father, etc., etc., right? So now you, in your own life, you are supposed to be ones who bear witness of Jesus. What are the ways in which your life bears witness? So someone's going to look at John, and he's going to say, this guy says he's a Christian. He goes to that little church by the sea, all right? The works. Tell the me, works. John, how, how we act. How, okay. How we act. So, how we act, which would give me... And, and, and plus the quality of our speech. We're not going around using the F word. I mean, right. we're, we're... Often. <laughs> when it's necessary. You guys are not gonna get away with saying you want to get rid of Halloween, but you can swear. <laughs> so just by the way we act and speak, and, okay. and um, the way we represent our integrity in Christ. Okay, so give me some other examples. How? Think about how is it when someone's looking at you and they say, "How do I know that you're a Christian? What other ways are you going to bear witness to that?" It, it always comes down to faith. I have faith that that is Jesus is Christ. Faith. Okay, so you what have that faith, but how do I know when I look at you, David? Well, it's that, integrity. He brought the integrity. Okay. The way you integrity. live your life, okay? All right. You gotta, I mean, you can't be a, a guy with no integrity and say, hey, I'm, I'm this guy. You've got to have both of okay. them together. All right. I'm making it, if I'm in a conversation, and I missed a conversation with this one lady, and we had dinner one night, but... Um, it's got to be in the form of your expression of your faith, and it's got to be, they have to know your character. Oh, okay, so and so when you say an expression of your faith, you have to know your character. I got that. When you say expression of your faith, how does that look? What do you mean by that? That I believe in Jesus as the Son of the Father. Son of the Father. That they would know that. That's what I would say. I have faith that that is. Okay. I, I think what, you know... While we're talking here, you know, there needs to be uh, Sean's outline or um, 
synopsis of what we talked about tonight and put it in real language. You know? So and that's something function. that I could use when somebody comes up and says, okay. hey, well, this is what it happened. Good. But, so, I don't, but I don't do that because I don't have that knowledge. Okay, so you know what? I've got this little tape recorder over there right now. Mm -hmm. I'm taping this mm -hmm. and I put it on a podcast. Mm. Why don't you listen to that and create that little synopsis for us? Oh. Don't <laughs> <laughs> prove your faith. So I have a question. I have a question. I'm going to build a Sean's outline and put it in the bookstore. How do you use spiritual gifts? Hold on, hold on. I'm curious to bring it even tighter. Yeah, go ahead. You're going to do this to me. No, I just. I mean, I can see where there are character witnesses. Right. Okay. But if we're taking the context of this, how, yes. how do we bring that in front of a judge? And that, that's what I would like Yeah, think of that. Yeah. Okay, okay, go ahead. Yeah. No I, I, no, I want you to think that way. So you look and see how I Jesus bring, just did the Pharisees. Okay. How can your life bear witness looking at that? What does this help us inform us about how we are to bear our witness to others that we are believers and have faith in Christ? Okay. All right, all right. But right now, right. Yeah. Do what Jesus does. Yeah. Right now, yeah. that's become rather important in my life because uh, my mother-in-law just died. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people, most people say, well, I really feel sorry for you. you know, And, and they, they're, they try to be gracious to me. And I say, I really feel blessed right now. I, you know, I'm not sad. She lived a long, abundant, fruitful, Christian-filled life. And by the way, I really believe all this stuff. <laughs> so I know where she is. So I, I, I'm not sad right now. I'm joyful. She lived a good life. Gave me a wonderful wife. Uh, so it's uh, it's a real blessing to me. Yeah, and it's a it's a way of introducing my faith to people that I know aren't Christians. Mm -hmm. uh, and they, they never seem nobody ever comes back with some thing when I say, you know, I really believe this stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not. But even just as a witness, because yeah. how many people today yeah. have a conviction where they say, I really believe this? Yeah. You know, so they don't want to say that. It's a good testimony for That's me. real. Yeah. 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 When you guys, you know, when we use that word, because we do, we say character. Yeah. Like, even works. And I wonder what, so taking that another step further, here Jesus is saying, I'm doing these works that really set myself apart so much and show that I am obviously. The one who I say I am. Okay, mm -hmm. he healed the blind. All right, and mostly that's probably not what some of us might be gifted to do at some point, but mostly not. What other works can you think of, like works in today that really would show you to where someone would go? There's no way that this person would be doing that unless they really believe in that Jesus, unless he is. Really I think you're like you're talking about witnessing, yeah, and you, you got to think about who we're witnessing because we're witnessing to others. Uh -huh. Like the mass, the mass part of that is just how we treat them. So like, yeah, like li listening to others, mm -hmm. giving them time. That could play out in a bunch of different ways, but 
like I think most of our our time is just spent on me and myself and I. So it's like or like when I look at my time, so it's like like actually spending the time and like whatever it may be with others is I think a big part of this. I think by your generosity, your kindness, your loving kindness, your um, forbearance, patience with people, mm-hmm. uh, you drive up the canyon sometime and don't know if you're a Christian or not. How you how you treat other people. Uh, how you treat other people all the time, if you can. We, um, I'm going to repeat what happened to us that night. Oh, uh uh-huh. Because that was a very convincing thing to me, at least. Ken had a friend that died. And part of the conversation that we had was he saved. Did he believe? You did not know. Exactly. And then... Prior to that, when we first got in here, I was telling you about a friend of mine that had had a brain bleed. He was in intensive care, didn't know whether he was going to make it or whatever. So we talked about this guy, and then somebody asked me, he said, do you know if he's saved? I said, we've had conversations. He's an Irish Catholic. I'm assuming that he is. My phone rang. You walked out. You were sitting over here and you walked out. Walked out, took the call. He called me from intensive care. He said, David, I just want to have a conversation with you. He said, I really thought I was going to die. I had a meeting with Jesus last night. I went all through the bad stuff I had ever done. I confessed. And I told him about all the good stuff. And he said, I just wanted to make sure he knew that I believed in him.
It talks about integrity as a Christian. And so it goes a little deeper. So with integrity, if we see virtue as simply the right way to live, no matter what the cost, then virtue becomes sacred. Virtue is the recognition of the sacred in daily life. And the key is, no matter what the cost. Boy, do I know that one recently. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you were sharing that the other week, so... So I mean, just you have to just, and sometimes it's dang painful. It is, but see that's that's the walk, and and I have virtue enables us to live a unified life with the same values at home and at work, a life that is transparent and has nothing to hide. Integrity requires consistency. In our personal life, test yourself by asking, will my private life withstand public scrutiny? So, it means no fudging. And and when when you're walking in virtue, and if you fudge, you lose your integrity, and you don't have a walk anymore. Fudge doesn't mean brownies, I think. But, of course, there's always forgiveness when we slip yeah. up. Well, which, again, goes to who bears witness for us. So, Eric, you know, and I love your wife, Joe, who <laughs> I've been going to talk to more and more. But, you know, he's got Joe. Joe bears witness about you. I've got my wife, Michelle. You know, I mean, our wives are often the ones who are <laughs> really the ones who bear they know whether too. we're virtuous yeah. or not. Yeah, are they going, sure. to, are they going to tell the truth? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, just so I want to tell you guys that, um, you know, it's my second week here. I think you helped me bear witness because there was a conversation, if you all recall, about using God or using Jesus. Mm-hmm. Do you all remember that? Yeah. Okay. I remember then you went up to talk and about that. So my <laughs> bear witness was, for me, what was really interesting was the hiking group. My best friend who I lost. Mm-hmm. And the one that was really interesting more than all was the deckhand on my fishing trip to Mexico. Yeah, yeah. And it was just, you know, I almost felt like I didn't have the knowledge, but I felt very confident when I said the word Jesus. Like, that's, you know, I remember talking to the Vietnamese hiker. He's about 35 years old, and we were up at the Kern River and getting ready to summit soon in, in a day. And, and I just looked at him and I said, you know, I just believe in Jesus. We started having a little conversation, and he just put his arms around me. And, you know, and it felt so good because I felt like I I got the strength right here from my brothers, you know. So I just want to show Thank you. If I, um, that is, that's just a beautiful thing. That Speaking of bearing witness, the fact that saying those words publicly with conviction is so challenging. It's hard. It is. It doesn't just pop out. That bears witness to the truth in it. Yeah. Because it, those words, Jesus Christ, that's the truth. Yeah. And when we're unclean, it's tough to come out of our lips. You know, when I talked about a dinner conversation with a woman the other day, I said exactly that. And she said, you believe in those fairy tales? 
I mean, she's shocked. I have no answer. I have an answer for it now. If it happens again. So Jason just said, you know, it's hard. Well, yesterday I got to witness someone bearing witness to Christ. And it wasn't hard. Um, I mean, I'm not saying it's hard. I know. No, I'm it's, just giving it, you an example. I'm going to give an example was by it, was some Marcella again. No, Marcia? what? Or Marcia? No. It wasn't Marcia. Um, you guys can pray for her. She's about ready to get on a plane tomorrow, go back to New York. Um, no, it wasn't Marcia. Um, it was John's wife, Taffy. Um, she was in the hospital yesterday for a, an operation on her head to put more skin graft on a place that had been ripped off from the last operation. If you guys remember, she has about this much of her skull that is literally opened up completely to her brain. And all this covering is, is this skin graft. And they're working, I'll go through the whole thing, but they're working on trying to get that completely healed. And so they decided all of a sudden, I guess last week, that they need to go in and that part of the last operation that wasn't successful, they removed, it tore some of the skin graft and they need to go back to her hip and they need to put that skin graft down. So... I was with her yesterday um, up at the, up at the hospital, as I'm sitting at her bed, and she's in pre-op. Talking about someone who has so much faith, because it's not hard for her, it's so easy. She is sitting there, who's about ready to go in to have this operation done. Actually, just had heard some troubling news for herself that she from the doctor and her way of handling this to her faith was she just started literally just flowing scripture out of her I mean I was just blown away just one thing after another that she was just telling me about what God's word said in her memory from Old Testament from New Testament from the Psalms just repeating this over and over again, just one thing after another that raised. I mean, it goes back to Jesus here saying, ultimately, it's the scriptures that bear witness to me. Taffy was bearing witness to Christ by just these scriptures just coming out of her as she just was... You know, you know what she said happened? Yeah, and so what ended up happening was, what was interesting is during that time, You've got the nurses coming in and out, you know, preparing and everything. And what was interesting is none of us ever said we want to pray before she goes out. But the nurses were saying, you guys need to give them time to pray before they go out because they had been hearing her over and over again repeating these scriptures. And I just looked at that and I go, I thought about when I was reading this, I'm just going, there is an example of someone... Why do we get the word in us? Why? What did Jesus say here? He says, and you, I think you said, Jason, he says, and you do not have his word abiding in you. Mm-hmm. Taffy, you saw, oh, she totally. was witnessing that word abiding in her because it was just flowing out of her. Um, and it was just a huge witness to me. Mm-hmm. Huge witness to me. Um, and you guys can keep her in prayer because she's... You guys just brought her home right before you came down here, right? So that she gets that entire graph completely healed so they can put a um, 
plastic on plastic put put plate? thing. Like they're not they're they're not sure that they're not sure. They're but not the prayer is they're not gonna be able to put that one in there. Right. Gonna be Our something. prayer is that it is healed, that they will be put something in there so she does not have to have mm. this helmet on. Literally every time she gets up Anything other than laying down, as she sits up and has to move, she has to put this helmet on because she has no, there's nothing to protect her. Right? She falls. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. So, um, so yeah. here's something fascinating about And then we'll close. This. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of, okay, abiding uh-huh. in his word. Mm-hmm. And, and so she recounted that situation on the way home. And what she recalls happening was that she heard this news. Um, well, the, the, new, the news was that she, she might have to wear this helmet for the rest of her life. Right. And, um, and, and she's taken everything in so well, right? And now this was like, it just hit her sideways, and it was just too much to bear. And she didn't know how to handle it, and she was about to lose it. And then Greg started speaking scripture to her. Yeah. She said that you were the one speaking to her. her. <laughs> yes, I know. That's how, how is that so amazing the way the spirit works in her? She's just exactly. pouring, pouring out of her. She thought it was coming from you. That's oh, right. Oh, wow. Yeah. She, she, was, she was drugged. <laughs> isn't, but isn't that fantastic? God bless. But the way that, that you were there. It was the the just neat to witness. I mean, we were both. I mean, we both were Sherry, but she was, it was coming out of her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Anyway, anyway, so you guys keep her on for her. Um, thank you. This, this is a great discussion. Could yeah. I add a prayer in there, please? Uh, along with half is uh, uh, one of my clients, Bill. Um, he just found out that he's got something on his lung, and he hasn't been in for the last week because he can't breathe well. well Bill, so I just, we're going to well, find you, cl- you want to close this in? Why don't you close this in prayer? Sure. Um, and thank you, guys. I mean, good good discussion tonight. Um, thank you for getting our juices going, Eric, at the Very beginning. Uh, <laughs> and thank you. The brownies, which I'm going to grab on my way out. Thank you for gathering us here tonight. Thank you for being in this room and filling us with your word. Thank you for the Holy Spirit, the teacher that you have left with us. Thank you for abiding in us, teaching us how to invite you into us. Help us to grow in that every day. Thank you for providing us with everything we need in order to have the faith necessary to live in your word. The witness that you bear for us is beyond comprehension. We ask that you guide us in our wisdom, that we would uh, just live in it. And Lord, we ask that you keep a special place for Taffy and for uh, Bill Beck. Bless all these men here, and their families, and their neighborhoods, and the cities they live in, and the state, and the country, and the world. Through them, Lord. Yes, through them. We love you. Amen. 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 Amen.